Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, and welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. Uh, it's the first show since Daylight Savings Time began for the year 2023. Uh, for some reason this year, everybody was complaining about losing an hour, but given my drinking history, I've had it worse. I'm glad this particular Saturday night, I only lost one hour. <laughs> Former Donald Trump advisor Kellyanne Conway and her husband are getting divorced after 22 years of marriage. It is going to be rough for her considering now she has to find a man willing to be with her without having to suppress a gag reflex. <laughs> Colorado Congresswoman Lauren Boebert announced that she will be a grandmother. She's only 36, but she already acts like and talks as racist and closed minded as someone's grandmother who is one more Fast and Furious sequel away from willing themselves to die. She's already at the point where she'll be able to put $1 in her grandkids' birthday cards, but only if they take a shot at someone 
going into a woman's health clinic. Kenny Loggins is on his final tour, which is called This Is It. That's not the best title for a man whose fan base is old enough where this is it means it's the last thing you do before the stroke that kills you. (laughs) Buzz Aldrin got married again. He's 93 and his new wife is 63. What was his pickup line? Honey, you're like the moon. Tonight, we're going to see a man in you. Buzz Aldrin is 93, so I would love to have seen those wedding vows. Do you take this man to be your lawfully wedded husband till death do you part? Next Thursday? Sure. (laughs) And now, on with the show. Please join me in welcoming Jeff Heisen, Gina Brown, Davin Rosenblatt, and Polite Kitty. Hey, Tom. Jeff, welcome back. We've, uh, We've missed you here. Thank you. I had I had COVID. I had COVID. So I, I was on the sidelines for two weeks and I thought COVID was over and I was, was very careful, except I slipped up. I went to a Super Bowl party and five of the 11 people got it. Well, I'm certainly glad to hear you're you're doing much better. Yeah. Slowly. So everybody just be careful. Uh, it's it's not over yet. And especially if you're going to I'm making up a example that's, of ra- that's random going to see Bruce Springsteen in Washington, D.C. a week from Monday. Uh, make sure that you are COVID-free. Gosh. <laughs> not that we're name-dropping any appearances where you're going to be slumming it. You're not going to be performing. You're just going to be You're just going to be hanging out with the boss. Right. Well, he just had COVID, too, by the way. Have any, have any of us not have COVID, like anybody on this panel? I've like never had it. Touch touch wood, I haven't. So you guys aren't trying. Yeah, what are yeah. you guys doing? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, get and I go to New York every other week and I've not gotten it. <laughs> oh, I, I've gotten it twice. I got the OG COVID, you know, but well, yeah. the the original variety. Right, I was right. on tour and I uh and I, as I was touring and sick with it, they were shutting down each state and they shut down the country. I'd roll into a state. That day, the governor would go on, go state of emergency. It was great for sales. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad this is remote. <laughs> well, and I actually, I actually did my own podcast. Davin's down. I'm going to plug it because Tom never does. I actually did my own podcast uh, <laughs> when I had COVID. I was really sick, and again, I didn't realize I had COVID, and I was trying to get through it. But we were having all sorts of tech issues. So, like after like an hour and a half, we just called it, went and got tested. COVID. So you got you got to love you some COVID. You got to get it, kids. You're not living. I've had five shots. Jeff, was yours bad? Uh, I've had five, and I don't think it wasn't terrible. It just okay. wasn't any fun. And plus, we were on vacation when it happened. Oh, so uh, we were in Florida, which. Uh, not the Sorry. best political place to go, but the weather is beautiful. It's the weather's like the population, 80s and sunny. <laughs> but, but we were in the house most of the time, and uh, except for walks, uh, for so it was not a great trip, but it was mild by, I, I imagine, the standards that Davin went through. As you know, I'm in the heart of Trump country, so I'm surprised I haven't gotten it at all, although that might have something to do with the fact that everybody here knows me. And they tend to stay the hell away from me, which <laughs> works out to my advantage. 
<laughs> I guess I'm like the Schrodinger's cat of COVID because I was one that got really sick in December of 2019. And I have no idea if I ever got COVID. So anytime anybody ever asks me, did you have COVID? Yes. And no, I have no idea. I think you <laughs> did. No. Just say no. You probably did, but you didn't. Nobody knows for sure say no it, it's so much better we want you on our side no, yeah. come to the dark I like that polite kitty you had covid before it was popular <laughs> like a, it's like a band that you just saw at the, at the local club before they were on tv so you had it before it was popular very good that's right <laughs> Unlike you, Jeff, who waits till like the fad is over, you're like, oh, what's the, what's this new thing? That's you. <laughs> what took you so long? I'm gonna eat a Tide Pod. All the kids are doing it now, right? <laughs> Stop copying me. <laughs> Donald Trump announced he expects to be arrested on Tuesday. Keep in mind, we're recording this on a Monday, so a lot of stuff can happen between now and when the show goes out on Thursday. For example. A giant asteroid could come hurtling through space, strike Earth at a heavily populated area, and completely wipe out all of humanity as we know it. Or something bad could happen. <laughs> Dan Bongino said that if Trump gets indicted, then that would make him a martyr. I really wish he wouldn't get my hopes up, as I'm waiting for Trump's death in order to make that happen. <laughs> it's a relief that we're relying on state jurisdictions to make a decision about Donald Trump's arrest and indictment. I wouldn't want to wait on a decision on federal crimes from the Justice Department. You see, I heard that if Attorney General Merrick Garland pulls his head out of his ass and sees his shadow, then we have six more weeks of Donald Trump wandering around free from any accountability. <laughs> so do you guys think I'm being a little too optimistic here in my summing up? <laughs> no, I, I think you are being too optimistic. I don't think you realize who you're talking about. And I think most politicians and celebrities don't realize that they're not Donald Trump because they try to do Trump like things and then they get caught or they get canceled or they lose something. And they're like, but, but that guy did it. Yeah. You're not Donald Trump. And, and this, and this one is the weakest of all the cases. So, you know, nobody, nobody really cares that, you know, I mean, yes, it's a misdemeanor. Uh, yes, it's illegal, but uh, we're not really a law and order country, law and order country, especially the guy who screams law and order all the time. So, you know, if you're of the left mind like you are, you think this is awesome. If you're of the right mind, you think this is a witch hunt. If you're like me, go, eh, just another day in the office. But what happened here is this is, as, as Davin said, the uh, charge that they could have brought years ago. And they're taking so much time on this that they may never get around to the bigger charges, the substantive charges. They're being so careful not to seem political uh, because they, they want to avoid any appearance of impropriety. They don't want to be political. Do they do it before the midterms? Do they do it after the midterms? Do they do it before he announces or do they wait till after? Do they do it on months with a Y in it? Do they do it before <laughs> daylight savings time? They're being so careful and look what happened today. This is Monday. All the Republicans did was say it was a political witch hunt. Did any of them say that the substance was wrong? No. It was all, they, they could have done this months, years ago, and not worried about the political aspects of it. But, but, but Jeff, they couldn't have done it. 
They could have done it years ago because they have that unofficial official rule where you can't go after a sitting president. Uh, you're right. I, I, 2021. They're not going to do that, though. And this and this district attorney didn't originally want to do this case. Like like a year ago, he said, no, nah, I'll pass. And now he's back for another bite. See, I, think I didn't think, Davin and Jeff, that it was, I know politics plays into everything, but I actually thought they were taking their time to make sure it's stuck. Because if you, if you mess it up, right, then you can't go after them again on that one issue that, or whatever. It, that is their story, Gina. Right. I actually don't think this is, here's why I don't think this is political. Because if it was political, this would not be the one they are leading with. The, uh, the Georgia case seems yeah. much more of a slam dunk where you have the phone call. This is the weakest of the cases. Yeah. The, the the thing that the least people care about. Most people, most Americans go, yeah, you know what? I got a girl on the side. I got a guy on the side. I'd pay them to shut the heck up too. That's yeah. how most people think. So they don't forget about all the political things involved with it. Most people are like, this is no big deal. So that's why I don't think it's political. Devin, I want to clarify. You're not saying it's a weak case that the, that uh, district attorney Bragg has a weak case. You're saying it's the least uh, important one. Uh, well, yes, and they are also saying that there are some issues here where it might not stick. I don't know. I haven't seen everything. You haven't seen everything. But it, by by all accounts, uh, between um, between the documents, the classified documents, the Georgia January 6th and this, this comes in fourth as far as strongest can convict him, you know, whatever. But my point is they could have done any of these in any order. And I think they're being overly careful here. That's been, that's, well, I mean, Tom was talking about that in his, uh, in his monologue. I mean, clearly he's not happy with Merrick Garland and Mer defenders of Merrick Garland would say, well, you have to get it just so otherwise you're, you know, listen, I don't know. None of, none of us really know. Listen, people on the left, they want Trump gone. And trust me, I get that. People on the right, they're going to make all the excuses in the world for it. Either way, it's not good for our country what's going on. That this, I mean, because we're not a law and order country. Because if we were a law and order country, we would all say, well, if he did something, he should pay the penalty. And if he didn't do something, then this is wrong. That's really the answer. Right. I mean, there's it, this is a big distraction. At least that's what I have seen from him. He, This is his game. This is what it is. And Really, I think that there's something else that's going on behind the scenes. I agree with Davin. There's it, this is nothing. This whole Stormy Daniels things, it's a misdemeanor. Something else has to be going on behind the scenes that the public doesn't know about. I agree with I agree with uh, Polite Kitty for agreeing with me. <laughs> but I, I do think he's going to go down. I said it a long time ago. I've been saying it, and all everybody's like, "Oh, but Trump he always gets himself out of things." I feel it in my gut. Everybody was concerned that he was going to run again. I was like, I don't care. He's not, he, it won't happen. It's not going to happen. Either he's going to have a heart attack from the stress of all of this or, which I know Tom would like, or he's <laughs> just, he's, it's just not going to happen. I think there is enough to make him go away, but it's just going to obviously take a little bit. Dedicated and so close to commitment that any more fanaticism would ensure they would get a free Stop the Steal straitjacket, Trump supporters are all too happy to voice their opinions about what they see as the persecution of their favorite figurehead. As we can see in these excerpts from clips outside of Mar-a-Lago in the aftermath of the FBI search of Trump's residence. In my own opinion, I think it's another 
unjust uh, made up thing like the impeachment hoaxes and uh, and same with the January 6th. Because Trump didn't do anything wrong with January 6th because he ordered the National Guard and Nancy Pelosi denied it. Biden administration, the Democrats are weaponizing the FBI and it has to stop. The FBI is not here to weaponize against another president. It never has happened before. Um, they should go after things that are clearly a violation, meaning the Hunter laptop, which they don't even have to investigate because the laptop is right there, all the evidence is there. Hillary, all of that is not investigated. President Trump is investigated because they're scared that he's running and he will win again. In my opinion, this is communism. Right here, you can see where I'm from. I live this. I know what this is all about. Weaponized DOJ, weaponized FBI, weaponized the IRS. That's what they've been doing. Like, if you're against everything that your old country stood for, why are you wearing the patch of, of the flag on your jacket? Like, also, if you want to show that you're upset about what's going on, I don't know if you heard when that first guy was speaking, don't play Celebration by Cool and the Gang. That just, that sends a mixed message. Yeah. Yeah, that was a mess. That, I, I... I don't really have a lot of words and it, it really is actually very sad and pains me when I when immigrants come and all of a sudden they're they're they choose once again the side that wouldn't normally support them even coming here so it's I don't even I I don't get it. It makes me sad. Just a good example of how anyone can fall prey to a cult. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. In any other place, Donald Trump and his ilk, they would not even talk to people that A, who don't speak English and, and or well, or, you know, and, or brown people, frankly. Uh, can I, can I, I'm going to just get interrupted for one second, Gina. Uh, and just in regards to Donald Trump, I disagree. Uh, he would talk to them because he's a narcissist and they love him. He will talk to anybody. We'll that talk down, him. right. <laughs> right. You're right. No, okay. I, I, I stand corrected. He would, but he would talk down or at them and it just. No, I, I honestly, I think he, I think he'd actually be very charismatic to them. Honestly, if they meant because he's all about why don't you love me? He was so unloved as a child that he's like, why won't you love me? And these people adore him. That's why he's running again. He doesn't want the Michigas, that's for Jeff, of the presidency again. But he, he wants he wants to be protected legally and he wants the adulation. That's what this is about. No, he he'd tweet know. about it later and then turn him in to the INS. He would. <laughs> well, that's just good I'd politics. Agree. They're polite, Kitty. <laughs> Agreed. When Donald Trump goes through lawyers the same way my online detractors go through Instagram burner accounts, then you are left with the bottom of the barrel in terms of representation. As this explanation of Trump's attempt to cover up the hush payment to Stormy Daniels shows us. That is, that's what you're going to consider a lie. A lie to me is something material under oath in a proceeding. Well, I didn't say not, perjury. I said a lie. Uh, yeah, but that's not a lie. That's that's not a lie. Here's why it's not a lie. That's not a lie. Here's why it's not a lie. Could you? Did you know paper, about this? Did you? Did you? Let me. Did you know about this? No, I don't. We don't need that. Here's what. Why it's not a lie. Yeah. 
because it was a confidential settlement. So if he acknowledged that, he would be violating the confidential settlement. So is it the truth? Of course it's not the truth. Was he supposed to tell the truth? He would be in violation of the agreement if he told the truth. So by him doing that, by wanna, him doing that, he, he was abiding by not only his rights, but Stormy Daniels' rights. That guy looks like someone who should be playing a lawyer in a, in, on Pornhub. <laughs> wow. That was very specific. <laughs> Please explain further how you know this. Please don't, actually. <laughs> I mean, on 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 face, I understand what he's saying, right? I understand that, but I I don't know what the right answer. If it is that you are protecting confidentiality, what I don't know how you answer that question. How do you answer that? Do you just say no comment? Yes. <laughs> Oh, yes. okay. 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 And then I that's mean, not a lie, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. okay. <laughs> See, you answered it. See? Okay. You did better than the you did better than the former president. Joe <laughs> Chacopino, watch out. <laughs> I was pre-law undergrad. No. <laughs> very, very nice. <laughs> I will say this. You got to give that lawyer credit. I mean, I know he's the bad guy in this scenario, but man, that was some good arguing and talking around it. I mean, you know, if you're watching and you don't have a side, you go, yeah, that makes sense. I got to give him credit. Right. That's probably the best attorney Trump has hired in the last 20 years. That guy right there. That's a high standard. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, what do you want me to? What do you want me to do, Jeff? I'm playing in the sandbox. I'm going to find a cat turd. What do you want me to tell you? The fact that he, fact that he just didn't go on own. And he went on Ari Melber's show. Ari Melber's an attorney. That, right. that You're right. He deserves a, a yeah. modicum of uh, credit for that. One of Donald Trump's headaches is a grand jury in Atlanta, Georgia, looking into his attempts to overturn that state's 2020 election results. Thinking they had scored a big get when Emily Coors, the foreperson of said grand jury, wanted to do interviews with the major news outlets, they instead got someone who is still trying to work out how a TV remote works as this excerpt from her CNN interview shows us. But one, we do know, of course, one of the biggest questions remaining for everyone that wasn't in that jury room with you is how many people are in trouble here? What can you tell us about how many people you recommended as a group to face indictments? I Well, thank you for having me, first of all. And I'm, I'm hesitant to speak to something that the judge made a decision not to share. He... Uh, I don't know if everyone's aware of this, but there was a hearing um, about what parts of the report should and should not be published in its various forms. And the list, well, the sections that were removed were consciously chosen to be removed. And I don't want to say I have better judgment than the judge. Is it, would you say when it comes to, there are, indi there are indictments recommended, of course. Is it yes. more than 12 people? Is it more than 20 people? I think if you look at the page numbers of the report, there's about six pages in the middle that got cut out. Allow for spacing. It's not a short list. Not a short list. <laughs> More, I mean, if, when it comes to 75 witnesses, like, it, is it, it's not, I assume, of course, it's right. not 75 people. Would you characterize it as 20-ish people? I can't say I counted. The name that everyone wants to know about is former President Trump. Of course. Did you recommend charges against Donald Trump? 
I really don't want to share something that the judge made a conscious decision not to share. I, I will tell you that it was a process where we heard his name a lot. Uh, we definitely heard a lot about former President Trump, and we definitely discussed him a lot in the room. And I will say that uh, when this list comes out, you wouldn't, there are no major plot twists waiting for you. You know, it's interesting. We, that just raises more questions. Of, of, I know. Of I know. I'm sorry. No, no. Do, please do not apologize. I'm very appreciative of your time. I, I was listening to this uh, on Sirius XM because I, I was in my truck. I had the CNN channel on in there. And a, about a minute into that interview, that anchor, I could tell her facial expression was already like she wanted to say, thank you for helping us fill time, I think. Right. Like, what can, are they, are the four, I mean, what are they allowed to say? I think she did a good job. I mean, it's the producer's yeah. job to find out if she's going to get it, if the anchor's going to get anything out of her. And the, the producer probably failed the segment. He to throw the little person under the bus. But you know what? I, I give this a four-person credit where she's not blabbing to the media. Too many people blab to the media. I like the media, but, you know, we don't we don't need to know everything until it's time. Right. So. You know, this is the first I've seen her. I thought I thought she did a pretty good job. It was unusual for the foreperson of a grand jury to be on national TV. Though. Okay, okay. Yeah, but it's CNN, so nobody saw it. Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> see, you could tell that person had coaching, unlike. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Seriously, Trump should hire her to be his next lawyer. Right. <laughs> if history is any indicator. We know that the legal system is not the only thing of which Donald Trump doesn't have a clear grasp, and he needs all the assistance of people with even the most basic knowledge of how certain aspects work. The same also goes for the simple practice of voting, as this clip of Trump from a 2004 Access Hollywood piece shows us. Where are we going? There's no line at all here. Oh, why? Do I have to go to a different place, actually? Yeah. There's a little drama at the, at the polling booth. We like it. Do me a favor. We double the, check. We have the paperwork. Double check. Okay. Let me see what's I'm calling my lawyer right Look, now. Go ahead. Work on it. Wherever you want us to go, where do we go? 520. 520 Park Avenue. Okay, yes. I like that location better. Come on. <laughs> it's a richer location. Bye. Bye, everybody. Tell <laughs> to get it right the next time, will you please? Hello, gorgeous. How are you? Hello, how are you? Nice to see you. I am going to stand in line. Your vote is one vote. His vote is a giant vote. Hi, folks. How you doing? Make sure there's no cheating here, right? They don't have it here either. Do you believe this? They don't have it in this book. He's not in, he's not in my book either. Is there any way to check ahead of time if that's what it is? Maybe we call 311? At this point, maybe 911 is a better option. All right, so it's not here, right? Hi, fellas. How are you? You have my name here? His name is not on these rules. There will be a huge combustion in here. Well, I'm going to fill out the absentee ballot. You didn't do right by me. You didn't do right by me, man. You know that, right? You know that. So what was that all about? Come on, Billy, let's go. Come on, let's go. I saved that guy's life and he forgot about it. That's the real, this is not the boardroom stuff. This, that's the real no, stuff, no. that guy. I saved that guy's life, he's a bag. I saved his life and he forgot about it. Okay, that's, that's it. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to the task at hand, completing a provisional ballot. And I've just voted. At least you can say the Trumpster doesn't give up. That's right. Right? 
You gotta vote. Donald, who'd you vote for? I don't hear a word you say. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I've never seen that clip. It 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 is fascinating. It is fascinating to see just what a despicable human being I always knew he was. <laughs> yeah. You like the way he tried to charm the lady? Hello, beautiful. Or hello, gorgeous. Oh. But that's what that remember we were talking about earlier, like how he would be if he met those people that he really couldn't stand. He's a charming guy to a certain amount amount of people. You could see he doesn't charm any of us, but you know, is that charm or smarm? I mean, like, what is that? That's no. The smarm was I like the other place better. It's the charm was hello beautiful because he kept his hands to himself. Ugh. We're all comics. We've all smarmed at various venues. I don't smarm. I like the chicken finger buffet at this other club better. Let's go. Polite Kitty is a notorious smarmer. Everybody talks about it. Everybody talks about it. You're damn right. I need my free drink tickets. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The irony in that video is also, I mean, mwah. Uh, chef's kiss there because that's exactly what happens in Georgia. <laughs> I, you know, it's it's like that was a Bush election. So you're wondering if like Billy's like, come on, vote for my. What is, are they cousins? What are they? I think like an uncle, or like, I think he's a nephew or something, something along those lines. You know, he's, he's, and that was when uh, Trump was a Democrat. Yeah, and that's that was one of the things. Cause I I remember he would go on shows like that, and he would be on the Howard Stern show, and I would think that people would say, "Oh, he's he's a Democrat, he's a Democrat." And as someone who, you know, tends to vote Democrat more often than not, I thought to myself, like, if this guy is our party's nominee, like, we're fucked. So imagine my pleasure that it's happening with another party now. I mean, but here, but here's the fucked. thing. Tom. Here's the thing, Tom. Let's be honest about it. If this guy was a Democrat. A lot of people who currently hate him would love him because that's because people are so team oriented now. I'm not that. I think they are, but I'm not. But people, I remember because I like there's. I I will say there are certain like local races in which I voted Republican just because like they're not like having any major impact on like a major national uh, issue of national importance. But it's just because it's a local race. Like I've known the person for years and I, I thought the Democrat running was a dick. So, of course, I'm going to go ahead and support. Of course, I'm going to go ahead and support my friend. That's good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my views are very liberal. That's why I say I'm liberal, maybe a little on the progressive side. I definitely don't support like maybe a Republican or Democrat because I don't think the parties should even be listed anymore. I hate the party system. I um Yeah, I think even when he was a Democrat, he was still doing some horrendous degrading things to people in New York, especially people of color and people without money. So I don't know what I would have done up there. I would have had to, you know, write in somebody, anybody. Well, at least we can say Trump is really, truly the biggest groomer because he groomed that party exactly how he wanted it to go. Wow. Polite Kitty, you just made Trump creepier than I thought possible. Wow. Good for you. (laughs) Nice Her job. first time on the show, too. That's commendable. Yeah. The debut podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm going to invest in some polite kitty rookie cards. That's where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, that's our show. 
I want to thank Jeff Heisen, Gina Brown, Davin Rosenblatt, and Polite Kitty. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Tom. This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Heisen, Gina Brown, Davin Rosenblatt, and Polite Kitty. Theme music composed and arranged by Jeroen Vandenberg. Executive producers Tom Myers, Matt Connerton for IPM Nation, and Eddie Carson for Odyssey Radio. Please leave a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast's Patreon for extended episodes, bonus clips, and more. Thank you for listening, and please visit TomMyers.us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Ugly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A-A-Ron is tied up right now. Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Ace. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, funny productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.